And welcome to Slasher Street Podcast. My name is Ryan Devlin, and thank you so much for joining me once again. This is a horror movie podcast where each episode I will be reviewing and discussing in detail a different horror movie from our epic collection here at the house. And it has been far, far, far too long since we last put an episode out, guys. What, it's been like six or seven weeks? It's been a long time. And uh, the reason for that. Firstly, apologies for such a long gap uh, and a bit of a break, I suppose, in between then and now. But the reason for that really is that here in the UK and slowly but surely, you know, places around the world, we are all getting back to some form of normality. Uh, It's not the normal that we are used to living in our lives, you know, for, for all these years, but it's slowly becoming normal again, the new normal or whatever all that shit is. But normality is slowly resuming. You know, pubs are reopening here in the UK. Restaurants are reopening here. Um, Personally, I am back in my office working full time at work. Obviously, I've been working from home for probably three or four months, which is insane to think about. You know, I've been back at work now a month and a half. And even though I was working from home, it just doesn't feel the same. So it's really strange to be back in the office. And over the last six weeks or so, I have just been kind of enjoying the fruits of life, if that's something I would say. Uh, obviously, being able to go to the pub, being able to see people, being able to go to a restaurant for a meal out. It's been pretty lovely, to be honest. Uh, being able to go to, for days out, you know, with my little girl, We've been to the zoo, we're, we're going places next week, we've been on day trips, it's been fantastic, to be honest. It's been a real breath of fresh air, and kind of came at the right time, because I think everyone needed that release, that freedom back in their lives. Uh, and unfortunately, because I've been doing all these other things and really struggling to um, to find time to record the podcast, edit the podcast, put it out there, because I've just been enjoying life, I suppose, or enjoying some form of normality rather than... I think that's probably an easier way to put it. Um, so, anyway, apologies for the big delay, but we are back, and I am going to try and get a weekly episode out there if not we're going to definitely do it fortnightly and that's kind of the plan going forward because you know I really want to get a weekly episode out there but again if things are on you know the football season starts next week which is insane the football season only finished like two weeks ago here in England and the team that I support my local home team Carlisle United our season starts next week so again I like to get to as many of the games as I can what when we can you know that's probably looking October time but watching it on the TV so again the podcast is going to be mainly 
as and when I can record the episode, edit it, and put it out there. But I'm aiming for at least a minimum of a fortnightly format going forward. So, you know, even though we've had a nice six or seven week break, uh, it's great to be back. And that's kind of the format that we're going on going forward, uh, hopefully weekly, if not definitely fortnightly. And to kick things off with our first show back, things are going to be a little bit different this week, um, because normally, as you know, well, we either do a Rank the Franchise episode, which are always fun, or we focus on one particular movie, and we basically run through that whole movie, we go through the trivia, uh, my thoughts on it, and we have a laugh, we have a banter, we have few, a few drinks, a few beers along the way, but this week is slightly different, because this week, or this past Sunday, good God, what day is it? <laughs> I should know. But this past Sunday was actually my birthday. My 28th birthday. So what I'm going to do, we're going to do something a little bit different. And it's something that I've seen a lot of my favourite kind of movie YouTubers do on their birthdays. So I thought I'm going to copy that and we're just going to do it. And basically, we're going to run through my favourite horror movies from every single year I've been alive, all the way from 1992, all the way to, well, now, 2020, basically. Uh, I'm going to tell you my favourite horror movie from that particular year, and also some honourable mentions along the way. Now, um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about that movie, the especially my favourite from that year, probably give it a couple of minutes each movie, so we're in for a long Ride And to be honest, I made this list over the last few days and there is probably close to 60 movies on here. Obviously with my favourite movie of that particular year and some honourable mentions. So we have a lot to get through. So sit back, relax, grab a beer. I'm probably going to be really rusty because it's been a long time since we recorded a podcast. But hopefully you're going to have a laugh with me tonight. I have my beer here ready. I'm on the brew dogs tonight. And we're just going to talk literally, well, 28 of my favourite horror movies, plus a load of honourable mentions, which are also some of my favourite horror movies. Now, um, the one thing that I wanted to stress about this as well, this list was quite difficult to make because a lot of the YouTubers that I see who have done this, kind of these special birthday episodes, they haven't focused only on horror. They've just done it basically for any movie that came out in that particular year, which would have been a lot easier <laughs> to make than this list. Because let me tell you, this list was super, super tough to to make. I mean, I was born in 1992, so I completely missed the whole 80s, early 90s boom. Can't mention that. That's against the rules. Um, and so really, I've been growing up on a world of poor sequels and um, reboots and stuff like that. So it was kind of a difficult list to make, but there are some awesome movies in this list. And, um, you know, it kind of was interesting because some of these years, and I just think, obviously, I can't remember a lot of them because I was either too young to go and see a horror film or, you know, I was just really young, especially for a couple of these years. But a lot of these years is really poor for horror. I mean, it's really, really slim pickings. Um, I got my list from Google and Wikipedia, so apologies if I've missed any out. And really, the criteria for this list is that I have to have watched 
the movie at least once. And of course, I must I would have had to like it. So although one particular movie in, say, 1996 was my favourite for that year, that might not be the best movie that year in horror, but that's based on the movies that, out of the list that I've seen, the ones that I have seen, and then kind of worked it out from there. So I hope that makes sense. But yeah, it's it's really interesting that when I went through... 28 years of horror over the last few days to make this list it was really interesting and it really made me think and i was really shocked and surprised at how good horror is at the moment in present day because i actually thought to myself i was thinking god you know i'm gonna really struggle with probably the last 10 years you know the tens the 2010s i thought i'm gonna really struggle but they were the easiest ones because we have been spoiled, and I, I, when you'll see what I mean when we get into the list, but over the last five, six years, we've been spoiled with some incredible uh, horror movies. So that's one thing I really wanted to get in there early, that the ones later on, kind of 2014 to 2019, there is some awesome movies in that came out in those years. So anyway... Let's get on with it, because this is going to be quite a long episode, I feel. Um, We're probably going to... Well, it's going to be at least an hour. You know, we're going to sit back, we're going to talk a hell of a lot of movies, and a great way to restart the podcast, get a kind of a new series underway, I suppose. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. So, um, let's start off in the year 1992, the year I was born, in the 23rd of August, 1992, I was born. So, I am including movies that came out before I was born. <laughs> as long as, you know, it came out in 1992, that's fine. I'm including it. So, my favourite horror movie from the year 1992 is Candyman. Because who doesn't love the original Candyman, and let me tell you, 1992 was a pretty good year for horror. Um, we had, um, as some honourable mentions here, we had Army of Darkness, which we did on the show a few, uh, well, I say a few weeks ago now, but it was a couple of months ago now, you know, Evil Dead 3. We had Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, which is just super cheesy goodness, and Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice, which I really enjoy Children of the Corn 2. I actually feel like it's better than the first and second one, sorry, first and third one, um, which I know people rave about the third one. The third one is really good for that ending, but yeah, Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice is an honourable mention. But anyway, my favourite movie from 1992, or my favourite horror movie, shall I say, is Candyman, the original one starring Tony Todd, and I can't wait for the new one to come out and I hope I I kind of not being involved in the news and things I know Halloween Kills has been delayed to 2021 I don't know if the new Candyman movie is coming out this year still but anyway I am super excited for that but I watched this movie when I was a kid probably when I was 13 14 and it scared the shit out of me like this movie and I don't know why because it's not overly scary you know but just the fantastic scenery in this movie the tone of the movie the the, you know the racial tone of this movie it's so well done 
and holds up to this day as a really good kind of political movie but it just holds up to this day i only actually watched this movie probably three weeks ago me and my wife watched it on a saturday night um just because we have the dvd so we want to put it on and it's just a super super fun chilling movie great cast tony todd is a legend in horror so you know couldn't be anything else the original Candyman from 1992 now moving on to 1993 this was actually a pretty poor year for horror and we're gonna find this as we go down the list because there is a lot of um oh sorry my um brew dog's going back up there there is a lot of years that are just dumpster fire and Although there is some good movies in 1993, it's nowhere near the level of some of the other ones. But I feel like the kind of 93 through to 94, and it's pretty slim pickings for a lot of them. Or at least ones that I've seen, you know. You might have your favourite movie that came out in 1993. But anyway, um, 1993, I'm looking at this the movie that I've chosen, I'm kind of really thinking maybe I should swap it because I don't really like this movie. I know that's kind of crazy that this is kind of my top pick, but I suppose it's the one that I watch the most. Out out of the four, there's three honourable mentions and one, so let's just go with it. 1993, my favourite horror movie from 1993, this is super difficult to say, is Jason Goes to Hell the final friday i don't really like this movie i like the first 15 minutes of this movie and i suppose the ending isn't too bad and it sets up freddy versus jason but i really like how jason looks in this movie but he's only in it for like 15 10 15 minutes not even that maybe 10 minutes and um the rest of the movie i hate i I just don't like this movie um it's my least favorite friday the 13th film in the whole franchise so when we eventually get to a friday ranking episode you will know that jason goes to hell is my least favorite and it's it's just it's so bad like i know this has a lot of fans so a lot of people who are um listening to this are probably thinking hey you know 1993 jason goes to hell i agree but for me it was basically there wasn't much else that i like or love i suppose um that they're all kind of equal um so in terms of the four that i picked they're all equal but the one that i watch the most is probably jason goes to hell i kind of watch it once every two years thinking hey you know maybe this is gonna get better this time and it just never does (laughs) it's always and the guy who is like shaves his that guy's body on the uh when Jay, what, what, I, you know, Jason kind of takes the clothes off because that's who it is. Like the guy, it's Jason, but in other people's bodies, and he kind of has this guy on like this massage table, or is it a massage table or a couch? And he takes his clothes off and shaves him. It like, honest, if you've never seen Jason Goes to Hell before, I would recommend watching it, especially if you're a fan of the other Friday the Thirteenth movies. I would definitely recommend watching it. Because it's very different to any other Friday film. And I think that's probably my problem. It doesn't really feel like 
a Friday the 13th movie. It doesn't feel like it fits in with that franchise. The whole lore of the Friday series just gets thrown out the window and you kind of have to, I suppose, applaud them for trying something different. But no, it's 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 not for me. But I'm saying it's my favourite horror movie from 1993. Anyway, the honourable mentions from 1993 go to uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, which is pretty okay. You know, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as 1 and 2. It's alright, you know, it, it's it's fine. Uh, the original Leprechaun, I know people are probably thinking, why have you put that in your first one? But I have only really watched Leprechaun once, maybe twice, and uh, I'm much more familiar with Jason Goes to Hell, and I do have Leprechaun, so I kind of ask myself to when I was making this list, why is why do you watch Jason Goes to Hell more? I'm just a glutton for punishment, I think. Probably, anyway. Um, and finally, and this is one thing I should mention going forward, some of the movies that are on the honourable mentions could be classed as not horror movies, but are Halloween movies, so I included them. So you can't, I'm giving me that leeway. They're all horror movies. I feel they're all horror movies anyway, but this is more of a Halloween movie, and that is... Hocus Pocus. <laughs> so let's put that in there because it's definitely a scary movie. It's got scary elements to it anyway, but um, it's not a horror movie, of course. So anyway, moving on to 1994. And this, again, was a really tough one. In fact, there's only two movies that I picked out of the list that I have actually seen from 1994. Um, so my the one... But I think even if I had watched more of the movies that came out in 1994... I would have still picked this one. And that is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Now, I love Wes Craven's New Nightmare. It's a fantastic... Um, it's a fantastic movie. Completely self-aware. And um, I think that is... I think this was the first movie that actually was kind of self-referential and self-aware of itself and kind of made fun of that fact. Um... So I am a big fan of Wes Craven's Nightmare. I really like how they took Freddy into a darker place, especially coming off Freddy's Dead, which is a much... Well, it's a comedy movie. Um, so really enjoy it. Really like how they got the original cast back together. Uh, I really, really love the scene where uh, Robert Englund is playing himself and Heather Langkamp is playing herself, and they're on this talk show. I just think it's super good. And we see Robert backstage interacting with the fans and the kids it's super cool super well done the kid who plays heather langenkamp's son in this movie as well is a great actor he does a really good job for the most part i know he sometimes gets a bit of shit but he does quite a good job um so fair play to that kid and i think and i don't know whether it's still happening someone was making a fan film of wes craven's new nightmare and it was going to be based around the kid but in present day, so he's like in his 20s, and it, they had the original actor signed up to play him, so that's super cool. So keep, I can't remember what it was called, <laughs> So, um, but that is something that's happening at the moment, so really super excited for that. Anyway, honourable mentions from 1994, um, only one, and that's John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, which is a great movie, but it's just... Um, I don't really watch it. I watched it once and it was good. You know, I enjoyed it. But Wes Craven's New Nightmare is a yearly or every two years job. So 
Um, I've watched that film, you know, five, six times, New Nightmare. So it's a super enjoyable film. So anyway, let's that's that's my favourite from then. Now, 1995, this is a very controversial one, uh, especially for a lot of people out there, especially when you see what I've put as my honourable mentions. This is going to be super, super, super controversial. So my favourite horror movie from 1995. Oh, sorry. God, I haven't even had too much of a of the drinks tonight, but I think we're on with talking and everything anyway. My favourite horror movie from 1995 is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. I love this movie. And it was funny, on Killer Flicks only the other day, there was a post about this movie and it was it had such a mixed reaction. It's 50-50 of people who love this movie, people who hate this movie. It is, it's definitely... I feel in more recent times, this movie is garnering a cult love, a cult fan base that is similar to that of Texas Chainsaw Part 2 because it's so out there, it's so different. And the acting in this movie, I, I, you know, Matthew McConaughey is incredible as Vilma in this movie. I said it when we did our Texas Chainsaw Massacre ranking episode that Matthew McConaughey should have received some sort of Oscar or Academy Award nomination for this movie because his performance is absolutely just incredible, like fantastic, such a physical and, you know, over-the-top performance. And he's, he's brilliant. Yes, we don't like too much what they did with Leatherface, but for me, this is a complete reboot of the franchise. It's called The Next Generation. Leatherface isn't the focus. He's just a side character in this movie. Vilma Slaughter is definitely the focus. He is definitely the main villain. And Matthew McConaughey does an absolutely amazing job as Vilma and as the main guy, the main villain in this movie. Uh, Renee Zellweger is in this movie as well, but she's, she's nothing to write home about. And uh, But yeah, my favourite movie from 1995, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. And the honourable mentions go to a lot of people's favourite Halloween movie. And I do enjoy it. And that's Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. I do enjoy this movie, don't get me wrong. But nowhere near as much as I enjoy The Next Generation. I could watch Next Generation every night and be entertained. But hey, you know, and... The second honourable mention will go to Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh, which is a pretty decent one. Is The next one, part three, Day of the Dead, not a fan at all, but I really like uh, part two, which is why it gets a honourable mention. Um, we didn't really, we were only really on like three, three years there, four years, I've done damn. We should really pick this pace up a bit, but I think this is going to be a long one. As I say, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight and we're going to... Uh, discuss a hell of a lot of movies okay so let's do this 1996 scream of could it be anything else to be fair scream would probably be number one on most years you know regardless of what came out because this movie changed the game this really was if you look at the movies for example that came out before this in the years before it you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween 6, Candyman 2, New Nightmare, In the Mouth of Madness, you know, Jason Goes to Hell, Candyman. Scream is the next generation of horror. And it still lives up to this day 
the the uh, whole self self referential side of things with Scream. It's um, you know completely um, self aware of itself and and everything that it's breaking that fourth wall barrier. It's fantastic. Scream is just one of those movies that changed the game. And just the from the opening scene to the who done it factor, the kills are really good. Scream, for me, is one of the best slasher movies. Probably, well, it's up there, isn't it? It's up there of all time. You know, Scream is a fantastic movie. So yeah, my favorite movie from nineteen ninety six goes to Scream, and the honorable mentions. Go to Hellraiser Bloodline. I'm a fan of Hellraiser Bloodline. You know, it's um, I can't. It's it's Pinhead in space, but I, you know, um, I should really have said before we started recording this episode. I've made no notes on any of these movies, so I'm just going completely off the cuff thoughts on these movies. I've wrote the list of names of the movies down, um, but I haven't actually wrote any notes to accompany that. So I'm just kind of going along from memory on a lot of these movies but hellraiser bloodline you know it's the one pinhead in space it's um i like how it goes through the history of the puzzle box and things like that but it's not my favorite hellraiser film uh, not at all um but it's a fun watch and it's easy to follow and i kind of like the anthology style that it follows where it follows this one guy and it's the same fam it's you know his family through the years and um it's just interesting that he wasn't anywhere for the previous three movies even though he seemed to be an enemy of pinhead all these years but hey uh so yeah hellraiser bloodline and stephen king's thinner like i really really like thinner and uh, again that's a movie that i watch fairly frequently maybe on a once every two two or three year basis um it's just a super easy film to watch a lot of people don't like it people think it doesn't really do the book justice um but for me i do really enjoy thinner i think they did a great job with it so um it's up it's up there for me and in 1997 my favorite movie of 1997 scream 2 so um Scream 1, 2, and 3 are fantastic movies. I loved Scream 4. I can't wait for Scream 5. Um, so, the whole Scream franchise, the fact that they got them out, boom, boom, just like that, one after the other, one after each other, it was just brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, so my favourite movie from 1997 goes to Scream 2. So, back-to-back years uh, that Scream is my favourite. But... There's not a huge amount to choose from. From 1996 to 1997, not an awful lot going on in terms of horror. Um, It kind of picks back up again later on in the 2000s. But 96, 97, Scream completely took over the game. And it's strange when you think about that because for me, because of how popular Scream was... Uh, with horror fans, with pop culture fans, Ghostface and how popular that character is, not just with horror fans, but basically anyone could see the mask and say, yeah, that's Scream, or they would probably say a scary movie. Um, but, you know, for the most part, everyone would know what it is. And, you know, I'm surprised it didn't spawn more horror movies to come out around about that time. Like we see now, loads of horror movies comes out around a big horror movie to kind of get people excited so very strange but hey 
And the honourable mention of 1997 goes to I Know What You Did Last Summer. The Fisherman, you know, it's it's okay. It's very 90s. It's a very 90s movie. And it's alright, you know. I, I watch it now and again. It's not one of my favourites, but, you know, if it's... If there's nothing else on and the Netflix remote has it on, I know what you did last summer, I'll watch it because it's decent. Anyway, 1998, my favourite horror movie of 1998 goes to Halloween H2O 20 years later. This is where they should have stopped the whole thing. And they kind of did, because, you know, they've only got Resurrection after this, and um, do you have Resurrection? And then, I think that's it until the Rob Zombie movies. But, yeah, 1997, Halloween H2O. This is a great way to write Laurie Strode off. And, yes, they did for, they've did. they just done 40 years later. They've done H2O2 <laughs> a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, H2O is an awesome Halloween movie. It's actually one of my favourite Halloween movies. Um, probably, I mean, I'm going to save my ranking because I said I'm going to do Halloween ranking around Halloween time. But, yeah, Halloween H2O is a super fun movie. Jamie Lee Curtis does an, an awesome job in this completely ignores three through six and but that's the thing with halloween you know people love, and i'm gonna get into a lot of trouble here but it's just my opinion people give the texas chainsaw massacre franchise a lot of shit because of the lack of continuity the amount of reboots remakes the reboots within the original series but yet praise halloween and i'm like come on if you were a fan if you weren't a fan of Halloween and you went into the franchise, you'd be like, so you've got the original 78 classic and then a sequel to that in Halloween 2. Then you have Halloween 3, which has nothing to do with the original 2. Then you have Halloween 4, 5 and 6, which are kind of their own little trilogy. Uh, kind of address the first two films, but not really. Then you have H2O, which completely ignores the previous four films and is a direct 20-year sequel from the halloween 2 then you have two remakes that have absolutely nothing to do with anything and then you have halloween 2018 which is a direct sequel to the original one completely ignoring the two through them all basically just a direct sequel to the original and then you have resurrection which is just a complete disaster and a fucking dumpster fire you know how is that easy to explain to someone? It's easy for me to explain because I'm a fan of Halloween. But, you know, people... I just think people kind of put Halloween on a bit of a pedestal. I know people are going to give me shit, but the franchise... The, there are certain movies in the franchise that are incredible. But the franchise itself is a bit of a mess <laughs> sorry but it it kind of is anyway before i get people giving me one star reviews <laughs> honorable mentions go to for the year 1998 bride of chucky which we have already reviewed on this show uh, wes craven's carnival of souls and a one which i don't care what you say this motherfucker is a horror movie and that is scooby-doo on zombie island and i that that movie is 
scary as shit. Like that that movie is terrifying. I was a huge Scooby Doo fan when I was a kid. Still am a huge Scooby Doo fan, of course. Um who isn't a fan of Scooby-Doo. Uh, it's kind of a great gateway into horror. If you're a little kid, five, six, fantastic gateway into horror. That and Goosebumps, all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, I loved Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. And then I watched this one, Zombie Island. This came out in 1998. So I probably watched this about the time it came out. Maybe in 1999. So I would have been five years old-ish. Five or six years old. And I was traumatised, absolutely traumatised by this movie because you've got to hold your hands up to the guys who made this movie because they, this is, I think, the only Scooby-Doo movie where the monsters are real, like actually real and supernatural. And they took a huge gamble with this movie because it was not lighthearted. The tone of this movie is not lighthearted at all all um if i was to put a number two horror movie in from 1998 it would probably be this um obviously we've got our honorable mentions but scooby-doo on zombie island the tone the animation style it's very grim it's very gritty if you've not seen scooby-doo on zombie island i would certainly recommend especially if you're a horror movie fan go and watch it because it's not like any other Scooby-Doo movie out there. It's very dark, very quite scary. The animation is very different, very grim. You will really get a kick out of this movie, especially if you're a Scooby-Doo fan looking for something a little bit different. But I would imagine if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, if you're a horror movie fan, you will have seen it and know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, 1999, another year that's not not a great year for horror, you know, 1999, or at least movies that I have seen. And that's, again, just to reiterate, these are movies, all these movies I have seen, um, and then rank them that way. So that's kind of how we're doing it. So 1999, my favourite horror movie is the remake of House on Haunted Hill. I haven't seen this movie in a long, long time, but I do own it. And I remember really enjoying it again when I was a teenager, getting to watch this one. Um, I didn't actually know the... Because obviously I was a dumbass teenager. didn't know there was an original House on Haunted Hill uh, that this was based off. So obviously you always hear about the classic House on Haunted Hill. And I just thought this was it. But it's a, it's a super fun movie. And it does the original justice. And... Um, yeah, in terms of the horror movies from 1999, this is, is up there for me. And the honourable mention is The Blair Witch Project, which I think a lot of people would put on their number one out of the two um, for 1999, but I'm just not a huge fan of Blair Witch. I kind of, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it is, but I'm not a huge fan of that movie. But going on to the year 2000, The Millennium, and my... This is a difficult one because 2000 had some fantastic movies. Some of my favourite movies, actually, three of my favourite movies are actually came out in the year 2000. Um, and even though I'm looking at this, like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking, oh, did I make the right decision? But we're going to go with it. So, should we change it? Oh, no. We're going to go with it. We're going to change it. No, we're not. We're going to go with it. <laughs> um, 
the year 2000, my favourite horror movie is Final Destination. The original Final Destination, which we have also reviewed on this show. So go and check it out uh, in the previous episodes. Final Destination. Uh, pretty much all my thoughts are on there. But it's the, it's the start of a fantastic franchise that everybody loves. It spawned four fant- well, three great sequels, one average sequel. Um, but for me... It's just one of those movies that, again, completely changed the face of horror and spawned a brand new franchise. Just brilliant stuff. Honourable mentions go to Screen 3. American Psycho. Now, this is a one that I thought, while I was very tempted to put it number one, uh, Christian Bale, of course, Jared Leto. Fantastic movie. Um, But I just in terms of movies that i enjoy the most i would have to pick final destination over that one as amazing as that movie is american psycho is a you know it should have won oscars i mean maybe it did i don't know but um it was fantastic fantastic cast fantastic acting but i just enjoy final destination more that's just more in my bag and lastly hellraiser inferno which is one of my personal favourite Hellraiser movies. And I think it's the last Hellraiser movie to appear on this list. Um, Because I feel like the others... I mean, maybe Hellseeker would be up there as well. But no, I mean, not compared... Hellraiser Inferno is a fantastic fantastic movie it's a, of course it's it's the first of the direct sequels we have reviewed hellraiser inferno on this show but it's the first of the direct dvd sequels that had pre-written scripts that had nothing to do with hellraiser or pinhead and the cenobites were just kind of focused in on there but you know it's a damn good movie um 2001 I should really, I really need to speed this, speed this thing up. Um, 2001, my favourite horror movie of that year, Jason X. Now I know a lot of people are going to be like, fuck that, you know, you've got Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell and you've got Jason X on this list, two of the worst Friday movies, but you know, I wasn't, I can only go with the years that I work with. <laughs> but I personally don't get the hate for Jason X at all. It's Jason in space, Uber Jason, all of that. It's super cheesy, super goofy. I totally get that. But there are some amazing kills in this movie. It's very, very original, in my opinion. I think it's completely different to, obviously, any other Friday film. But it has fantastic callbacks to the other Friday films. I don't get the hate for Jason X whatsoever. So 2001, my favourite movie of that year jason x and the honorable mention only one honorable mention um not a lot of horror movies in 2001 and this really isn't even a horror movie but it's you know a super super popular movie and that is scary movie 2 um scary movie 2 is probably everyone's favorite scary movie movie and it's hilarious it does it's got tim curry in is it got tim curry in this one yes i think it does um it's got you know grab my little hand it's just fucking hilarious so um yeah my honorable mention for 2001 goes to scary movie 2 okay so moving on to 2002 this is a difficult one because 
this is kind of the last year in which there isn't movies that I truly love. Like, 2002, I don't really love any of these movies, but I've seen them and I kind of ranked them in in my favourite, I suppose. But these are movies that I don't watch really ever. Like, I've watched them all once and... Uh, well, actually, one of them I've watched a few more times than once, but... I really only have watched most of them once, so I suppose they're all equal, um, but someone has to win. So my favourite movie of 2002 goes to Dog Soldiers, which I know a lot of people are like, what, Ryan Dog Soldiers is awesome. Dog Soldiers is awesome, but it's just not something that I tend to put on that much, like, if at all. Um, I've watched it once or twice. I think I watched it at a friend's house originally, then I watched it myself here at the house i don't own this movie um but i have seen it and enjoyed it so that's why it's number one of 2002 honorable mentions go to halloween resurrection even though it's complete dumpster fire it is somewhat entertaining but you know it's not great it's worth it because it's entertaining in some ways uh 28 days later the car the first carry remake because <laughs> did we get another We've got another Carrie remake like 10 years later. Uh, and Ghost Ship. So I really enjoy Ghost Ship. Um, they're all kind of equal though in 2002. Nothing special. And 2003, what a fucking year for horror movies in my opinion. Like 2003, I wish I was old enough to go to the cinema in 2003 to go and see all of these movies. But my favourite horror movie from the year 2003 goes to the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Now, if you have listened to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre ranking episode, you'll know just how much I adore this remake. It's it's phenomenal. It's the perfect remake. It's the best horror remake that's ever been made and ever will be made in my opinion. It's, you know, it keeps the core essence of what the original texas chainsaw massacre was that dirty grimy gritty hot sweaty just terrifying nightmare changes the story makes it original whilst keeping the the main fundamentals of the of of the characters and what the texas chainsaw massacre is it's phenomenal and i was meant to be going to meet andrew brianarski um in October, for the love of horror, he was doing a full costume op as Leatherface. First time ever in the UK he's doing that. Maybe one of the first time he's ever doing it in general, because I don't think he's done a lot of that at the cons in America. Um, but the, it's got cancelled because of COVID. So it's back next year, so I'm going to go meet him next year. Still keep me tickets, you know, support the guys. And honourable mentions for 2003. Three phenomenal movies. Rob Zombie's debut, House of a Thousand Corpses, Freddy vs. Jason, and Final Destination 2. And as you can see, that's how much I enjoy the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, because those three movies are so near and dear to my heart as well. Absolutely adore all four of those movies, but only one can be my favourite, so... That goes to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And 2004... My favourite horror movie from 2004 goes to the Dawn of the Dead remake. So as I said at the start of the episode, I've lived through a lot of remakes and poor sequels, as you can tell by 
the list that I have provided here uh, for my favourite movies through the years. So 2004, my favourite movie, Dawn of the Dead, the remake. I really enjoy it. I think it's super good. I think the it's true to the original, which I really enjoy. Um, and But has its own spin on it, its own modern day spin to it. It's just a really well done remake, really super enjoyable. And honourable mentions for 2004 go to Saw. So if I had to, it was between Saw and Dawn of the Dead, but I had to go with Dawn of the Dead. I loved that movie when I was a teenager. Um, and it came out at the perfect time. I was 12 when this movie came out. Uh, perfect time for me to watch this. I watched it when I think when I was 13. And um, yeah, just awesome loved it uh so yeah honorable mentions go to saw seed of chucky i know a lot of people are now rolling their eyes thinking how can you give seed of chucky an honorable mention but i do enjoy seed of chucky and of course Shaun of the dead that came out in 2004 one of the best british movies you know um uh, clegg and uh nick clegg and um oh my god like simon pegg <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Nick Fo- Nick Fox? Nick Clegg? Oh my god, like Nick Clegg was the bloody <laughs> politician. Oh my god, it's so late here at my house that Oh my god, is it Nick Nick Frost? Fuck's sake. Like what am I talking about? Was it Nick Frost? I'm gonna stop talking. Anyway. Frost and Peg? That may- not Nick Clegg. Forget I <laughs> Nick Clegg was the leader of the Liberal Democrats party here in the UK who formed an arse-licking coalition with the Tories about 10 years ago, which basically was the start of this downward spiral in this country. Um, My God, (laughs) what the fuck was... What the hell was running through my mind? (laughs) Anyway, I think it's Nick Frost, isn't it? It's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Bloody hell. Um... They obviously made like a trio, the Cornetto trilogy, which was uh, Dawn of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End, I think it was called. Three awesome movies. And they also did Paul, um, but that's not part of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, Cornetto, I don't know if you have Cornettos in America. I know we get a lot of America listeners, but Cornettos are basically British ice creams the a pre-made ice creams so they come wrapped and kind of like a mickey bar you know if you're going to disney world but or a, yeah I, I don't i've never seen a cornetto in america so maybe you don't get those but yeah they, they a cornetto appears in all of their movies so i think they have a red cornetto in uh in shawn of the dead because it's blood for the zombies. I think they have a blue Cornetto in Hot Fuzz because it's police. And I think they have like a black or a gold or a grey one in At World's End because it's about kind of the end of the world. So anyway, I digress. So Shaun of the Dead is on there as an honourable mention for 2005. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen tonight. We're just going to talk absolute bollocks for hours um, about all these different movies because there's about 60-odd movies Uh, on this list so anyway let's keep going and 2005 another fantastic year for horror movies brilliant year and this is when i started to really get into horror movies around about 2004 2005 uh when i was 12 13 14 years old this is kind of when i was really getting into them uh properly and 
kind of try to get into the cinema to see movies. I didn't get into the cinema to see this one, but I do remember going to see a couple of movies the year after that are on this list, and definitely the year after that. So this one, I kind of started to be able to lie about my age, even though the, the people at the cinema probably weren't bothered hearing. <laughs> like, I was like 13, but I could get away with lying about my age and going to see a 15 or going to see an 18 movie. Um, although I remember that sometimes for 18 movies, my dad would go and buy me the ticket and then I could go in to the cinema to watch the movie. So that's good parenting right there. I'll be making sure to do the same for my daughter if she wanted to go and see a movie like that. But anyway, 2005. Uh, my favourite horror movie from the year, 2005, goes to Rob Zombie's masterpiece. And I don't mean that lightly. The Devil's Rejects. This is one of my... This is probably... The Devil's Rejects is... There was a post on Killer Flicks the other day. And it was kind of, you say, your favourite movies from each decade. And, um, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s. And my favourite horror movie from the noughties is, without a doubt, The Devil's Reject. It's just absolutely perfect. It's completely different to House of a Thousand Corpses. It's such a much more gritty, much more realistic feeling to the movie. More of a road trip from hell the characters that we see the artist that we see in this bill mosley is the artist that we go that we really know and love from the franchise from the firefly franchise um sherry moon this is her best performance that she's ever done without a shadow of a doubt um obviously the late great legend that is sid haig as captain spaulding this movie is just phenomenal for me it's perfection and it's my favorite movie of not only 2005 but my favorite movie of that whole decade and honorable mentions from the year 2005 go to hostel another fantastic movie that i know a lot of people aren't a fan of but i love uh, the house of wax remake with uh paris hilton I think she was great in it. I don't know why people think she didn't. She did a great job. It was a great movie. And Saw 2, as an honourable mention. So, let's move on to the year 2006. Uh, another pretty solid year for horror. Uh, there's a few solid years of horror here in the mid-2000s. And 2006, my favourite horror movie. This was a difficult one. It was between two. I kind of switched them out back and forward. Uh, but my favourite horror movie from the year 2006 goes to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. So, the last three Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that came out in this list from 95, 2003 and 2006 have all been my favourite horror movies from those years. So I probably didn't realise how much I loved the franchise until I really looked at this and thought, wow, you know, I'm quite a bit of a mark for the Texas Chainsaw, but I do enjoy them. I think they're really, really good movies, especially this one. Um, because the remake is so damn good, and this movie explains, sets that remake up perfectly. This movie didn't need to happen. Like, you know, if they never made a prequel to the remake, no one would have gone, oh, damn, I wish I know how, I wish I knew how the uncle lost his leg, or I wish I knew how the sheriff became the sheriff, because he's clearly not a sheriff, you know, in that remake. Uh, how Leatherface became the killer he is, and all this kind of stuff. You know, people didn't need those answers but they did the movie anyway and that was a huge risk knowing how well 
the 2003 movie went and the reaction it got and things like that. So really took a lot of effort and a lot of balls and it's a fantastic movie. So yeah, 2006, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning with honourable mentions going to the Hills of Eyes remake, another remake that came out that year. The Omen remake that came out on the 6th of June 2006 because I remember that uh, because I really, I think I went to the cinema to see The Omen. Uh, I think that was one of the first ones that I went to see. And Final Destination 3, which I definitely went to the cinema to see. I remember that very fondly um, for other reasons. Uh, but I did definitely go to the cinema to see Final Destination 3. So again, this is kind of the time I'm sneaking, not sneaking in, but because I'm actually buying tickets to go see the movie. But um, I... I'm starting to get into the cinema as a young kid to go and see these movies. And moving on to 2007, a movie that I did go to the cinema to see. I went to see this movie twice, actually, in 2007. I went on my own, and I think I took a girl a second time, maybe? Um, probably. <laughs> uh, 2007, anyway. Uh, my favourite horror movie from that year goes to Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now, a lot of people shit on Rob Zombie's Halloween. I think he did a pretty damn good job. And I think I mentioned that in our House of a Thousand Corpses review when we were talking a little bit about Rob Zombie and his movies in general. I should really do a Rob Zombie movie uh, ranking episode at some point as well. Because he's got enough movies out there that we could easily rank them. There's like seven of them or something now. Um, but I think this is one of Rob's... This is probably Rob Zombie's second or third best movie that he did. And I think, again, a lot of people have this... When it comes to Halloween, people have this nostalgia feel for that... For the... Especially Halloween 4 and 5. But Halloween... And Rev... Good God, Resurrection, but I don't think people really care about that one now. But people have this love for Halloween 4 and 5. And they are good movies, don't get me wrong. But this movie's better. I've always enjoyed this movie. I thought this movie was fantastic when it came out. I enjoy the 45-minute Michael backstory, even. I know a lot of people... Because that took balls from Rob Zombie. You know, the, the fact that Laurie Strode, which is the biggest character in the franchise behind Michael Myers doesn't appear in this movie until about 50 minutes in or 55 minutes in that takes a lot of balls and uh, but I the, the problem that I think a lot of people have with this movie is that you know it's based in suburbia and he has them talking like they're in the devil's rejects and that's not really like the dialogue doesn't really work as well but for me it's just his style I know that's kind of a bit of a cop-out excuse but it is just his style so we kind of have to go along with it but for me this is my favorite movie of 2007 rob zombies halloween i love it and it's a, it's a movie i put on quite frequently yearly maybe once every year and a half without a doubt um it breaks my heart every time danny trejo dies every time i'm like god let him go, Michael. He's your friend. He's your friend. And uh, it also breaks my heart when um, Michael wants to go trick-or-treating. And uh, I think, is it Dig... Uh, Dig Fern, is that what it's called? The guy's called Dig, I think, anyway, who... can't remember the kid's full name. But anyway, um, 
the kid plays Michael Myers very well because um, I don't want to talk too much about this movie because I do want to do a separate episode on it in general, which we might do some point soon. But the scene where Michael wants to go trick-or-treating and uh, then uh, his sister, Judith, kind of goes upstairs with the boyfriend and she's like, oh, she's like, oh, just go yourself, go yourself. And he can't go by himself because he's got no friends. It's just super sad, super sad that, you know, he just wants to go trick-or-treating, but he can't because he's got no friends and his sister. It's really sad. Like, and um, it always gets me, like, those two scenes. I don't know why. Because it's not a sad film, but you do feel quite a bit of sympathy for him. Um, obviously, he gets bullied as a kid at school, so you do feel a lot of sympathy for Michael in this movie. Not when he's older. When he's older, he's fucking terrifying. There's an absolute giant. But yeah, as a kid, you can really sympathise with this kid's backstory. Made, you know, mama stripper and stuff like that. So, difficult one. But yeah, anyway, I digress. We've got, I'll, I'll probably have to do a full episode on this movie because there's an awful lot, awful lot to div- divulge into with that one. But yeah, my favourite movie from 2007, Rob Zombie has... Rob Zombie's halloween with honorable mentions going to hostel part two which i love hostel part two the only thing i don't like about hostel part two is the fact it ruins hostel part one um not without any not going to say much any spoilers about it but like basically the whole of part the first film which is a super like adrenaline rush is ruined within five minutes of Hostel Part 2. Or within ten minutes, it's ruined. So, no spoilers, but yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about Part 2. Apart from that, it's a great movie. The Mist, um, which has the most heartbreaking ending in the in the history of horror movies, without a doubt. And the original Paranormal Activity, um, which you know, changed the game again for found footage films. Um... Paranormal Activity scares the shit out of me. Like, seriously scares the shit out of me. Um, I don't really watch them at all. Um, but I can see why people like them. But yeah, I don't really watch them <laughs> at all, to be honest. They, they they really freak me out. So, moving on to 2008. And we've had like a lot of years of really good horror movies up until this point. But 2008, for me was a pretty poor year like wasn't there wasn't an awful lot to choose from at all um when you see my like the picks you'll realize like so my favorite horror movie of 2008 goes to saw five and you know it was decent it wasn't my favorite saw movie at all i think two three it's hit one two and three and the final chapter are way better but there was nothing to choose from, like, at all for 2008 that I had seen. So, yeah, my I'm, we're just going to keep that short and sweet. Saw 5, with an honourable mention. I don't even know if I want to say this, because this movie is dumpster fire, and that is Return to Sleepaway Camp. Like, oh, God, that kid. What's he called? That fat kid in uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp. Oh, the guy who doesn't wash. Oh, my God. Like, you might have feel sorry for him because he's getting bullied, but he's also, like, just an ass. So, no, you don't. Oh, my God. Return to Sleepaway Camp is awful. They could have done so much with that movie. 
and they didn't. <laughs> like, I think... I I think the budget was, like, something ridiculous, like, six or seven million dollars as well. It was something... I was like, where the hell did they... Like, maybe it wasn't that much, but I remember watching it and thinking, this is a $100,000 movie or really low budget. And it was, like, in the millions. And I was like, what the hell did they spend that money on? You know, (sighs) crazy, crazy. Anyway... Let's move on to a better year, and that is the year 2009, and my favourite movie of 2009, this was a difficult one, this was a really difficult one, because there's a lot of awesome movies came out in 2009, but my favourite horror movie is Friday the 13th, the remake, or the reboot, it's not really a remake, it is and it isn't, um, I, the first 15 minutes of this movie is awesome, the whole it's kind of like one two and three or one and two kind of yeah one two and three like all in one first 15 minutes of this movie man it's absolutely awesome and it's so good the kills are so good jason is badass in the apart from kind of the underground layer when we see his bedroom i'm not too much of a fan of that but in general that this movie is is absolutely awesome so yeah my favorite movie from 2009 goes to the friday the 13th remake and it's super sad that we haven't had a friday the 13th movie in 11 years now and it's well we kind of have we've had never hike in the never hike alone and we're getting never hike in the snow but in terms of theatrical released movies we're 11 years later like it's sad it's super sad because there has been a Friday the 13th movie in every decade since the 70s. Yeah, since the 70s. Uh, and the last 10 years, the 2010s, are the only decade out of all them that haven't had a Jason Voorhees movie. So it's super sad when you think about it. It really is. But hey, hopefully one day we'll get one. Who knows? Um, Honourable mentions... For 2009, go to Drag Me to Hell. Really like that movie. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which I think is a fantastic movie. That was that was probably second or third on this list for 2009. Uh, we have The Human Centipede, the original one. Uh, the Last House on the Left remake, which is Dawson. Zombieland and The Collector, which we have done on this show already. So um, make sure to check that out. So 2009... Damn awesome year for movies. Uh, 2010. This again wasn't a great year for horror. um, But my favourite movie from 2010 was Piranha 3D. If you've not seen Piranha 3D or Piranha 3 Double D is the second one. Go and check them out because they are super fun movies. Like they are gory as hell. Um, They are more comedies I suppose than horror. But they're definitely... They're meant to be horror. They're not spoof movies or anything like that. They are trying to be a horror movie in its own right, but they're hilarious. So, yeah, Piranha 3D 2010, without a doubt. And my honourable mentions for 2010 go to the I Spit on Your Grave remake. So that was interesting that we had in 2009, Last House on the Left. Then in 2010, we had I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, saw the final chapter um a serbian film which i watched for the first time was it about two or three months ago now and i'm still just getting over it now but it's not that bad i i think people big that movie up far too much um 
because I got it on Blu-ray because I was yeah I was super intrigued by it. I was intrigued by the reviews. I was intrigued by what people had to say about it. And I put a post on Killer Flicks, I think it was, and said, you know, I haven't watched this before. What's people's thoughts on it? And it blew up with like, oh my god, you don't want to watch that. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's you know, your your brain will be fucked up forever and things like that. And I was like, oh my god, dear me! Like my wife didn't want, refused to watch that movie with me. Um, but I watched it, and it. I think in my head I had bigged it up so much that I thought that it was going to be something that it wasn't. And it don't get me wrong, it's a sick film, sick sick film, but nowhere near as bad as what I thought it was going to be anyway uh and finally tucker and dale versus evil which yes is a comedy but i'm throwing it in there as an honorable mention and 2011 my favorite horror movie is final destination 5 the real final destination or final destination 0.5 work that out for yourself um but yeah final destination no final destination yes (laughs) As I said, I haven't actually wrote any notes down, so I'm just kind of thinking to myself, Final Destination 5, was that the one I was just about to talk about? Yes. Um, I think this is one of the best Final Destination films like of them all. Probably my second favourite, because I love the twist ending. I love it, and I just think they should have called this one the Final Destination, but don't ever call something the final because we all know that that's not going to be the last one and i'm fairly sure there's going to be another final destination coming out next year or the year after it's in production so super excited but yeah i love this movie but the the fit the the final scene of this movie makes it for me it's just that so it's such a twist that you you just don't see it coming even though it's there in your face like for the last half an hour of this movie they are really in your face giving you so many clues as to what's going to happen um and as to as to the the final twist and it's that final that final scene man it's just absolutely awesome absolutely awesome love it um honorable mentions from 2011 go to hostel part three and cabin in the woods so you know it was a pretty good year uh, I remember going to the cinema to see Final Destination 5, and I remember going to the cinema to see Cabin in the Woods. I didn't see Hostel Part 3 in the cinema because I think that was direct to DVD only. And you can tell. You can really tell. It's the one that Eli Roth has nothing to do with, um, and you, you can tell. It's very different to the uh, to the first two, but still decent. You know, it's, got, it's good enough to get an honourable mention. Uh, 2012, my favourite movie is the Maniac remake starring Elijah Wood. I think this is a fantastic remake. Elijah Wood does an incredible job. Um, I think people... Elijah Wood has this incredible thing of just being creepy as fuck in any movie he's in. He's just... I don't know. He's just got this creepy feel about him. Whereas in this movie... That's perfect. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Green Street, all that stuff that he's in. He's not meant to play a creepy character, but it comes across that way. Um, but yeah, in this movie, he's creepy as hell and does a fantastic job. Fantastic is the word of this episode because it's we're just running through my favourite movies from every year. But yeah, 
Uh, so 2012 goes to the Maniac remake. Honorable mention goes to The Collection and Piranha 3DD. Should have looked it up before I did this, but Christopher Lloyd is in one of these movies. I don't know if he's in Piranha the first one or if he's in Piranha 3DD. I think he's in the second one, Christopher Lloyd. So playing like a mad scientist kind of guy. I wonder where they got that idea from. Uh, so yeah, those are my honorable mentions. And we're, we're nearing the end. We're nearly, nearly there. And we have gone through a hell of a lot of movies. And this is probably going to be the longest episode we'll have ever done. So a great way to come back, I suppose. Uh, so 2013, my favourite horror movie from the year 2013, goes to the Evil Dead remake. Uh, this is so, so out there, this remake. It is beyond belief. It is... Oh, sorry. So many, so many beers I'm getting at the moment. This remake is so different to the tone of even the first one. I mean, the first movie is creepy and scary and stuff like that. Evil Dead 2 and the Army of Darkness is a much more comic relief kind of thing. Um, But yeah, this one is, without a doubt, the scariest of them all. Uh, I went to the cinema to see this, and I don't know if I was ready for it. It's super gory, super scary... um, and very good, very good movie. Very well done. It keeps, again, it's very similar to that Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe where um, it keeps the fundamentals of what makes the Evil Dead and, you know, pushes them, you know, changes the story a bit. But, yeah, for the most part, keeps keeps the fundamentals that make it the, the, the Walking Dead. It's getting very late. Um, the Evil Dead. Uh, Honourable mentions for 2013 go to Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is one of my least favourite Texas Chainsaw movies. But I'll throw it in there because I do enjoy the first hour of the movie. It's just that first, that that final third, that final half hour, which I just cringe at every time. If you go back and listen to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre ranking episode... You'll know exactly what I mean. Uh, Curse of Chucky. This kind of got the Chucky franchise right back on track. And The Purge. The original Purge. Which I think again spawned a fantastic... um, A fantastic franchise. So let's move on to 2014. And really from 2014 onwards there's some pretty damn good movies come out. So we've got to be really lucky that we're living in a... A time where horror is really, I think, back on the up, for the most part, anyway. Uh, 2014, my favourite movie from that year is Unfriended. And that is, if you haven't heard of it, it's on Netflix. But basically, it's all, the whole movie, like, it's an hour and a half long. And the whole movie is a computer screen. Like, it's based on a computer screen. So, it's really, really well done. And it kind of feels like it's all done in one take. For like the whole hour and a half, even though we know it isn't. Um, but the whole movie feels like it's one take. So well done how they managed to do that. And to keep you engaged and focused looking at a computer screen. Uh, and a lot of it's like typing text comes on the screen and things like that. And webcams and things. But yeah, it's very well done. 
And if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out. It's on Netflix here in the UK. It's probably on Netflix in America. It'd be really easy to find and track down. But yeah, favourite move from 2014, Unfriended, with honourable mentions going to Annabelle, and one that was very close to being my favourite movie of 2014. But I went with Unfriended, and that is It Follows. Now, It Follows has became a real fan favourite on a lot of groups this past couple of years. It's a really good movie and it's very scary. Like, it's not scary in the fact that it's 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 not like jumpy or anything, and it's not gory. Um, but the the premise of the movie is really quite scary. And when you really sit back and think about what happens in the movie. It, it 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 gets you, man. It really gets you. It's kind of that paranormal activity vibe to it as well. Um, kind of that same kind of feeling, but a bit different. And obviously, it's not a found footage film, but it's it's creepy as hell. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I would thoroughly recommend going to check out. It follows. Um, so let's move on to 2015. And my favourite movie of 2015 goes to... This is a difficult one again. But it's going to go to Krampus. And I couldn't believe that this only came out in 2015. I thought Krampus came out way before that. There's a lot of movies over the last few years that I feel came out way long ago than what they did. The last few years must have been really super slow. Uh, but yeah, Krampus 2015, fantastic Christmas movie. Um, it's something that we watch every Christmas. Uh, not on Christmas, um, but around the build-up to Christmas, we would watch this one um, uh, and Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, Black Christmas, all that kind of stuff. We would watch those around Christmas time. Krampus is just super good movie. And the ending is heart both both happy and heartbreaking. It's a bit of a strange one. Uh, but honourable mention goes to The Vich, or The Witch, however you want to say it. The Vich. The Vich. Um, a lot of people find that movie super boring, and I do find it boring, but I don't find it as boring as The Lighthouse. I know, God, don't hate me for that. Um, but I'm just not a fan of The Lighthouse. Um, it's from the same guy. and But The Vich... I could watch it again. You know, it was it the dialogue is difficult to follow, but the actual movie itself is pretty good to watch. Uh and then something totally different, Funhouse Massacre, uh Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 is phenomenal. I absolutely love that movie. And Goosebumps, the Goosebumps movie, um, which came out starring Jack Black in 2015. I put that in there because I feel like as a as a fan of Goosebumps growing up, that movie did um, it did the it did the original series justice, and I think it did the books justice. And um, it had some pretty scary elements to it. So yeah, definitely uh, two thousand and fifteen. Uh, so that'd be Krampus and um, Goosebumps. <laughs> As I already mentioned, honestly, guys, it is so late. <laughs> this has been like the longest episode ever. Uh, my voice is going completely, but we're powering through because we've got some phenomenal movies to talk about still. Um, before we go, and the, the to be honest, the the movies that I feel are the best ones are in the next, the ones coming up now, the ones from two thousand sixteen through to present day. 
So, let's get into it. 2016. Now, I'm breaking my own rules here, but I couldn't decide. Like, a lot of the ones uh, that I've mentioned earlier on in the episode, which are kind of, like, tied, you know, like, in the honourable mentions and things like that, um, I couldn't decide between which movie I preferred from 2016. Um, So, it's a tie. So, we're going to do them both. So, my favourite movies of 2016... Go to Terrifier and The Barn. Both independent Indiegogo-funded movies, which says a lot because, you know, you have all of these these uh, Hollywood movies that also came out in 2000... Well, not all of them, not a lot of them, but these are independent movies that, you know, are just made by people who love making horror movies. And it, you can tell, like, both of those movies are made with love. Now, if you haven't already checked it out, Go and check out my last episode where we go through the barn in detail. Terrifier is definitely on the list that we're going to be talking about at some point in the next few weeks, without a doubt. Within the next three episodes, uh, I think we'll be doing Terrifier because it's just incredible. It's like the first time I watched it, I didn't know what to expect at all. Um, and I just like I was blown away, absolutely blown away by it. Can't wait for Terrifier 2. Um, I'm hoping that um, David Howard Thornton is gonna come to the UK at some point to do a meet and greet because I would love to, to meet him, and he does a lot of conventions dressed in his full Art the Clown costume. So I would love to meet him as Art the Clown. Um, But yeah, Terrifier and The Barn are both joint... uh, My favourite movies from 2016. Uh, If you haven't checked them out, you're doing yourself a massive misjustice, in my opinion, uh, because both of them are probably two of the best movies of this decade, of the 2010s, easily, in my opinion. Uh, Honourable mentions... For 2016 goes to Split, starring James McAvoy, uh, The Boy, uh, and Rob Zombie's 31, which, you know, is okay. You know, it's nothing special, but it's okay. Um, But Terrifier, there's one kill in Terrifier, which everybody knows. Well, there's there's loads of kills, but one particular kill in Terrifier that everybody knows about, everybody talks about, and you have to watch it to believe it. Like, the, the budget alone, it was only like... Like $200,000, not even that. Just phenomenal work. Um, is it David Leone? Um, David Leone? No. David Leone, I think, yeah. Who made that one. So just go and check them out. Go and check out The Barn. Go and check out Terrifier. There's a link in the last episode of where you can buy The Barn as well. So go and do it. Go and support the guys. You won't regret it. Seriously. Okay, so let's move on to 2017. We're nearing the end now. And my favourite horror movie from 2017 goes to It Chapter 1. I can't believe this movie only came out in 2017. Three years ago? Like, seriously? There's a few movies on here that I'm kind of like questioning the dates they came out, but it must be true. Um, Really? It must be true, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 2017, it chapter one. I think this is a. I wasn't a huge fan of chapter two. I'll be honest with you. Um, it was all right. 
but it, it was nowhere near as... And I think the problem was the kids in this movie completely stole the show. They were phenomenal uh, because they're some of the biggest child actors in the world. They're all in their own TV shows on Netflix and, and Amazon and things like that and their own, their own movies anyway. So they're all... They're not like just random kids. These are the creme de la creme of child actors in the present day. And they did an incredible job. And it was just a phenomenal movie and it was true to the book for a lot of the time it was true to fans of the original tim curry it um and just kind of upped it and it got people really excited for it chapter two Uh, but in my opinion just chapter two just did not live up to expectations i don't know why um it was inoffensive but it just was nowhere near as good as it chapter one i feel like chapter one really set the bar and um it kind of there was no way that they could match the expectations unfortunately of chapter two for chapter two but it chapter one for me yeah best movie of 2017 quite easily with honorable mentions going to get out and this is the thing like i was what i was writing this list and Get Out did come out in 2017 but I feel like this movie's been out for a lot longer than that I feel like it's been out for like five or six years you know because it's on it seems like it's always on TV uh, here in the UK but yeah honorable mention goes to Get Out which is Jordan Peele's debut phenomenal movie Uh, Jigsaw which is the Saw prequel slash sequel however you want to look at it Uh, the original Happy Death Day which I think is for a PG-13 movie incredible and Little Evil which I know is a bit of a comedy it's more of a Netflix comedy but um, I enjoyed it and it's got the guy from Step Brothers in it so yeah it's it's a fun one Um, moving on to 2018 again quite a good year for horror 2018 and my favourite movie is well, I wouldn't say it's my favourite because it's not really an enjoyable watch, but in my opinion, the best horror movie to come out in 2018 was Hereditary. Ari Aster's absolute masterpiece. It's terrifying. Like, I've only watched this movie twice. I don't know when I'm going to watch it again because it just affected, <laughs> affected me so much. It's so fucked up. And um, but I because it's so fucked up, I am like literally telling everyone I know to go and watch this. It's a movie I think I got for my brother for his birthday. Um, just watch this if you haven't watched it. Yeah, the ending, the whole Mary Poppins thing is a bit weird, but um, apart from that, this movie is very close to being perfect. It's absolutely terrifying, and uh, yeah, it's my favorite movie or what I would class as the best movie of 2018 it's not a film i don't think you're going to enjoy it's an experience it's a horror movie experience um so where i would put on i don't know the barn you know for example i could put that on anytime any day sit back and laugh and love this movie hereditary isn't like that you've got to really concentrate and sit down it's it's slow um but it's it's an experience that I feel like you need to do if you're a horror movie fan because it's sweaty palms, it's the tension, the the whole thing. It's a very strange experience. So go and check it out if you haven't already with honourable mentions in 2018 going to Halloween 2018, uh, Unfriended Dark Web, 
Bird Box, which I think was a Netflix uh, uh, exclusive, and The Nun, which was part of the Conjuring universe. So that was quite decent. And we're going to finish on 2019 because I haven't actually really seen any movies that came out this year. And a lot of movies that I wanted to see have been delayed and not been able to go to the cinema. So I haven't really got anything on the list for 2020. So we're going to wrap it up at 2019. And then at the end of the year, maybe we're going to try and do like a a year-ing review. And then I can say what my favourite movie from the whole year was. Um, Although I feel like it's going to be Candyman if that's coming out this year still. So, But we'll see. We'll see. Um, But yeah, I'm probably going to do more of a year-ing review at the end of the year and rank my favourite movies from 2020. Uh, So we're going to finish at 2019 last year. uh, And that is my favourite movie from 2019 is Doctor Sleep. I love this movie. I just think it's so well done. It's fan service. They went into this movie with a really difficult task because they had to appease... The people who love the Stanley Kubrick... God, it's getting really late. Stanley Kubrick's movie, The Shining. They had to appease Stephen King because he hated that movie. They had to appease the people who love the books. They have to appease people who who love the Doctor Sleep book because you've got to think that's... This isn't just a sequel to a movie. This is a movie based on an actual book as well as a sequel to The Shining, which is the movie... So the guys had a really tough job with this, but they did a phenomenal job. I think the story worked out pretty well. Um, I feel like it's diff- we probably need to do a full episode on Doctor Sleep. That's another one to really get my full thoughts out there because it's difficult. Once I start talking, I'm going to go off on one. Um, but yeah, I mean, to sum up, for a movie that had to appease three or four different sets of fans... I think they did a really good job and it's a really enjoyable movie. Uh, I think we're going to do an episode on Doctor Sleep soon as well um, because there's just so much to talk about with it um, and the history of it and the shining and things like that. So yeah, I think we're going to, well, we'll do it. We will do another episode on Doctor Sleep at some point very soon. But yeah, for now, that is my favorite movie of 2019 with honorable mentions going to Midsummer, the Child's Play remake, Haunt, which is, very good if you haven't seen it happy death day to you three from hell the banana splits movie us zombieland and and rather zombieland double tap so we've done it it's taken us like an hour and a half but we have done it we have gone through um my entire life of horror movies how crazy is that um so but we did it everyone uh, and um thank you for joining me i hope that i haven't bored you to tears with this list i am rusty as hell it's taken me um quite a bit to get back to you know getting used to uh, recording again and things like that so it, i'm the first couple of episodes back i'm going to be really rusty and um you got to remember i didn't really write any notes for the <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode apart from knowing what the movies were uh everything i've just said was completely off the cuff uh, on a couple of beers as well so i hope you've enjoyed the episode thank you so much for jo- joining me everyone uh, i'm not too sure what the next episode will be um we're gonna it's probably gonna be one of those where um again it's gonna be very off the cuff where i watch a movie and 
and review it when I kind of have time. But we're going to definitely aim to do the weekly format or at the very least a fortnightly format. Um, and we're going to carry on from there. So thank you so much for joining me, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Something very different. We've literally talked about 60 or 70 movies in an hour and a half. It's been tiring <laughs> but i hope i haven't bored you i hope you've enjoyed it anyway uh my voice is completely going as you can tell so we need to really wrap this up thank you so much everyone um uh, make sure to give us a like on facebook slash a street podcast on facebook uh that page is going to become more active as well now that we're getting more episodes out there um if there's a movie that you want me to review drop that page a message and we will I will endeavour to get it watched and reviewed for you on a future episode. But thank you very much, everyone. Once again, have a very safe week. Enjoy your freedom. You know, enjoy the pubs, enjoy the restaurants, enjoy your life. And uh, But if you are watching horror movies this week, if you're not going to the pub, if you're not going to the restaurant, and if you are watching horror movies, there is only one thing to do, everyone, and that is stay scared. <laughs> Eyes are deceiving me. What you see is real. What's done is done, and what I've done is right. It's the work of science. Yeah.